Hi there, and welcome to the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast. A podcast about tattooing so great, it'll tear the pants right off your hind end. I'm one of your hosts for this show. My name is Ryan Othis. You can find me online at bettertattooing.com, the YouTube channel of Better Tattooing, and on Instagram at R-I-A-N underscore O-T-H-U-S. My co-host for the show is Brian Matthew. You can find him online at the Scarlet Veil Tattoo Parlor, a tailored fit tattoo gallery, or Brian Matthew Illustrations, or Brian Matthew Tattoos on Instagram. If you like what we do, please give us a follow, subscribe, like, any of those things, even a rating or review on the podcast platform of your choice that you choose to listen to us on. And also be sure to tell your friends. We really, really, really enjoy all the support we've had so far. We'd like to keep it going. So thank you so much. We hope you enjoy the show. taking your fucking advice to heart though i think it's a good way to start the whole show which advice uh so all of the extra stuff i've been doing dude i stopped doing it for a week i stopped it i stopped the fucking recordings the videos the fucking articles the help online the fucking advice the facts the fucking teaching everything i stopped it i stopped every fucking bit of it dude i didn't do any of it nothing nice it fit in really well with all the stress that's been happening on the residual, <laughs> the periphery of my fucking life. But dude, I've just been drawing, I've been drawing all week. And uh, like normally artwork was really stressful for me, you know, because like when I would be doing it, my brain could go inside and it could start to like, like shit from the fucking past would start creeping out, you know, <laughs> especially if I'm drawing <laughs> when I was drunk. Like it was a fucking mess, right? I'd just be like, fuck. All of a sudden, I'm just like a, a, a fucking train wreck of a human being. But it hasn't been like that. It's actually been like really fucking nice just to sit through and 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 just like pile through fucking drawing. Dude, I haven't drawn this much in years as I have in the past week, you know? So thank you, sir. Yeah, fucking got me going with that stuff. It actually feels nice, you know. Like I, it, I think if you take a while off of art, air quote there, right? Like you start to doubt if you can fucking do it anymore. <laughs> Which is funny because then I got fucking yeah. drunk that one night, and I'm like, "Let's go, you and me, competition. You're going down." And dude, I read all of our text messages the next morning after I sobered up, and I was like, "Fuck, I just." you i know i've lost 10 bucks in a crispy high five like i know it's out the fucking window i know it i fucking know it i love your shit talking too just so you know what you're up against here's fucking a bunch of pictures by the way these are two to three years old dude that was so fun i fucking nearly wrecked my car going up the five i did that nice. came in i was just like <laughs> i screenshotted that and i sent it to 10 people <laughs> Yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, fairly competitive person. Oh, so the moment somebody's like, "Let's have a contest," I'm like, "Done, Done. you're going down." Yeah, <laughs> I like it too because, like, I on on my side, like professionally, like I haven't had any competition, dude, for ooh, like a long time. You know, it actually like like when I read through it, like there was a part of me that was just like, "Well, you're gonna lose." <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad I didn't say, "Let's do an oil painting." <laughs> <laughs> 
doesn't you know, I might as well just like fucking eat in the butt end of a fucking shotgun there. You know, like I mean, it would have been fine. Blow my dick off. It'd be okay. But uh I haven't had competition with like any of the stuff I've been doing, dude, for a while. And uh it's kind of cool because like I know I've got a I actually have to try to do my best. And I know this is maybe minimizing you, of course, but to try and compete with you, you know, which is cool. Like to me, I, you know, I haven't seen myself as an artist for a long time. I've just been kind of like a scientist and stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, what's going to happen if I decide to try and do this? It's kind of fun. Yeah. I just find it fun. Uh, I, Generally speaking, you know, we'll say that like we give a hundred percent effort in our day to day basis, et cetera. But it's not necessarily true. That's no, you know, true. especially if you're on a tight schedule and all that shit, right? So the moment the idea of like a type of contest or competition comes up, then I'm fucking game on. Like yeah. I'm gonna give it a hundred and twenty five percent effort. Yeah and just crush whatever's coming at me <laughs> feel guilty for the rest of the year with every tattoo you're doing like why couldn't this person just challenge like if they put money on the tattoo i bet you can't do this fucking thing as good as what you say you could and you'd be like fucking all right there sonny let's fucking give her full fucking force fucking <laughs> well it's really hard to uh, a lot of times you know like because if somebody walks in with like that fucking great idea, then you're like, fuck yeah, 110% effort. And then they're like, yeah, but I want (laughs) some of this tattoo to be like hot pink and half of it to be black and gray. And also we add these things and put my kids' names in it. Right. So it like immediately derails that motivation. You're like, shit, what are you, you want me to just fucking obliterate this thing that could have been rad. That's cool. Let's do it. Fuck. Yeah. Oh God. I had one. I had one of those in the past week. I got a list of items to put into a tattoo. There's a a back piece. It there was thirty things I need to put into it. Swear to God, there was twenty seven in total. Twenty seven fucking things. I was like, can you rank these from most important to least important so we can start to winnow them out? And they're like, no, nah, it's everything. I'm like, fuck. They just draw <laughs> a circle around it. <laughs> important. Yeah. You know, I always uh, try to explain to people, like, if I'm doing a full sleeve, pick three things. Like, that's it. Three things, and I'll create some filler. Um, If you're getting a back piece, like, one main subject matter or storyline, and then maybe, like, three to four tertiary elements. Yep. You know, something to play around with. Yeah. But that's it. Like, you have to really boil shit down to have a really compelling image. If you too much shit going on, then it's just a giant clusterfuck and nothing looks good. So I was trying to say like, if we were to boil this down, give me an elevator byline, sell me on the fucking pitch for this television program, this movie, like how the fuck would we make this work? I don't know. (laughs) That's cool. But it's actually been fucking fun. So I've been doing all this drawing dude. And you know, what's funny is I, I know I've been pushing the idea about this, uh, higher than thou art whatever type of you know consultation process and all this stuff and integrating the artist with the client and stuff but do like for the past month literally everyone i've got coming onto the books is like hey can you just fucking do something that looks rad and i'm like 
Yeah. <laughs> They're just fed up with it. They're like, hey, can we can we skip the uh, the science project? And... Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. There was like this long poll where I had all these people who are just like fucking surviving, right? Who have overcome like massive trauma or done all this other shit, you know? And then like literally on the tail end of that, I had this this one lady, she's the best. And I had all this fucking big stuff. And she's like, I am super deep. Like I am fucking yoga personified. We went through like two consultations. She went, listen, bro, I'm not that fucking deep. Can you just make this look sexy? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do that. That's cool. So that's where I'm at now, which is fun. Also on air, because we'll add this into this stuff. Dude, the two tips that you gave me how to use Procreate, that was it. Like you were, you were right. Dude, like coming in to do this stuff with painting once you know like how to alpha lock and reference set stuff so you can do like drops of like dude i fucking that that stupid face with the ice cream hair that i ended up fixing and is now like okay right two hours like fucking just right into it that was like super fast so thank you like yeah uh that the process there was started back with like comic books and all that shit so you do flatting first, which is where you fill areas with a solid uh, and then alpha lock those layers individually. And then whoever yeah, the inker is can then go in and color and all of the above. Uh, but you're just doing it all by yourself, you know? So you flat first and then color everything in. Dude, like that, like I, and I, you didn't explain that to me either, but like literally I was like, cause I think both of us worked on comics at some point in time in our career. Right. So like I did, like as soon as I did that first one, I was like, fuck me. This is just like writing, doing a comic. Like this is, this is just comic art now. I was like, fuck. Right. Essentially. It was so, and like, I was having a hard time building my, my brain around the layers because I, I normally use watercolors to paint. Right. So, and I'm like, no, 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 this is like acrylic and oil. Like this is like literally like I'm doing a fucking illustration right here like hands down right like this is super simple i'm using like copic markers was it copic or copic i don't fucking west versus east coast bullshit <laughs> anyways you're using the fucking markers you're doing something else like when you're going into stuff you have to do it intentionally right like you can't hazard a guess like maybe this will work but no you have to know exactly what the fuck you're doing you've got to commit it to it and you've got to not back out and like dude crushing stuff after that i showed someone that fucking that face with the chin stuff after i fixed the hair they're like you should make a print out of that i'm like ah oh, get fucked <laughs> <laughs> i'm like have you seen brian's shit get fucked like there's no way i would do that they're like no this is really good i'm like oh okay well there goes my ego a little bit you know and then <laughs> it got knocked i don't know how well it would down. sell as a print but like you'd hit a niche market with the horror people and stuff like that hmm no, I, I know. I told Marie about that. I was like, Brian gave me advice on how to finish it. So that's when it's between 80 and 90% complete. Because if it was 40% complete and he looked at it and he said it was shit, he wouldn't give me any advice. He'd be like, that's not a good decision. <laughs> he would. Well, you have time to start over, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was like my entire thing. I was like, no, Brian won't open his fucking mouth unless it's like, all right. And that was that was really good advice, dude. Thank you. I sent the final design off to the uh, the lady that wants to get a Carly, and she was like, "Can you make the eyeball bleeding?" I'm like, "Fuck yes, I can." 
Because there wasn't enough gore already. Wasn't enough gore. No, she's like, get rid of the highlight, the flush, and the sheet cheek. Put gore there instead. Make the eyeball bloody. We're good to go. I was like, done. Ten minutes later, send it off. She's like, this is perfect. God damn. (laughs) Carly's got to stop watching Netflix. (laughs) Carly is... (laughs) If she's listening, which I don't know if she listens very sure or not, but she's a fucking super cool person. She, uh... She's just really awesome, dude. She's just super nice, but I just she likes death. <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing her like just power binging all of the serial killer documentaries and like the new yep. Scream TV show and yeah, et cetera. Dude. Like yeah. she got Carly, go watch the Great British Baking show for five <laughs> fucking minutes, would you? Just fucking relax a little bit. She showed up one time <laughs> to a, an appointment and she like she pulled up. And she was just like an anxious wreck. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened. I'm like, are you all right? She's like, no. And then she came in and she put on the heaviest fucking metal, dude. Like, like you would like it. Like it was like heavy, heavy fucking metal. <laughs> it was like, oh, fucking, just really fucking loud. She's like, turn it up. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. So we we finished her shin tattoo. And she's like, let me tell you what I want to get. And her voice got like six octaves lower than it normally is. She's like, I want a bitch with her mouth ripped right the fuck off. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So <laughs> she's like, but I want to be neo So we're just assuming that day that she was in an argument with some woman. <laughs> uh, I didn't put my phone on silent. That's good recording tactics again. Let me just put my phone on fucking silent here. You just, like, she was just in a heated argument all fucking morning with some random lady at Walmart or something. (laughs) She's not at Walmart, but she totally was. Yeah. Yeah. She totally was. It was fucking awesome. And so then like I did up the artwork and she's like, that's it. Fucking we're here. Miracles happen. (laughs) Anyways, I'm still trying to figure out some of that stuff. And I I figured it, it reminds me actually a lot of, of acrylic painting, not oil painting, right? But acrylic painting, if it fucking dried instantly, you know, using the Procreate, like if, it, if you could just like set stuff, you didn't have Your to take. walk away. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I know. It's just specific stuff for wedding agents to make sure you can do your blends and blah, 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 blah. But like, I mean, like how fast that you can set up, change and adapt stuff. It, it was, it's interesting. A weird bridge. I, it's probably just unique to me because I'm being a fucking idiot, but I, and I haven't acrylic painted in, fucking forever but i uh it reminds me of that and so it's, it's kind of interesting to try and think about this this program which by all means dude is not that fucking complex like it's not it's not special you know i could do literally yeah, all this on paper. if anything it's less complex than well digitally speaking it's far less complex than photoshop or clip studio and a bunch of other things yeah. but it's specifically geared towards simple process illustration yeah which is yeah. great for anyone in our career field there's something weird with it though is because i've been doing designs recently the shit looks too perfect do you know what i mean like it's too good it's too all the lines of i'm like holding a fucking uh, uh stylus or something down on the screen like the apple pen or something and it corrects it you know there's no variations or right it it, it it's so fake, it kind of makes me uncomfortable. I don't know if you got that. It's, <laughs> well, you know. That's why I don't do like real art on the iPad because yeah. it's really bizarre. Like I don't like looking at it. I don't 
like digital art that much anyway. But as far as tattoos go, like I've said a million times before, like just blasting through my line work layer so I can just print that shit off and get it tattooed. Super convenient. Dude, totally. <clears throat> Color studies and shit like that. Works yeah. like a dream. That aspect of it is really quick because you can change that tint and hue when you're moving through stuff. So I'll come up with something. I'm like, right. I don't really like how this is. And I can mute it or bold it out. I can drop it back. I can fucking bring it forward. Like that's, that's fucking really cool. I had a, a moth like a luna moth dagger you know the standard shit and it was in uh like really rich like neutral tones i was like yeah fuck it so i like dropped it back to be like really muted and the person seemed like that's it i'm like fuck (laughs) if i had to repaint this oh my god you know one of the things i like about it um i've only done it twice now but i have clients that are like could you possibly show me what it might look like on me and I was like, um, sure. So I had to like download, you can download a 3D model of like the human body that spins in 360 oh, and yeah. put your design on the model so that you can see it from like 360 point of view. Yeah. Is that the Russ, Russ Abbott awesome. shit? Oh no, I go to, um, starts with an S, it's Sketchfab, I think, Sketchfab. Okay. It's just a website. You can oh. just go there and there's billions of free models you can steal. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. There you go, listeners. <laughs> Fuck Ross Abbott. This <laughs> is shit. Just go to this community-driven portal. Yeah, I'm not paying this guy 60 bucks a month to not use anything. I It's been a thorn in my side. I don't know if I'm just being a dick, but like... When you can have a stamp inside of Procreate that's going to make you a sacred heart or scales for a fucking dragon or a koi, right? Or fucking like any of these things, like a fucking dagger. You just like click the brush and it drops it in. Oh my God, dude. Like that. Not only that, but why the fuck would anybody pay for that? I can make those brushes in three seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's just bizarre to me, right? You have to be a really like, lazy <laughs> i guess lazy person if you're not just gonna make your own brush right there like mm. it's so easy it's literally a four minute process the program allows you to save everything you can in png tiff files uh, various forms of vector formats and all kinds of shit so like just make your own brush stop paying people for fucking brushes that's um. insane I don't understand that. Yeah, I've seen some of them. They're like the packages they have. They're like five brushes for 30 bucks. I mean, that's like yeah, 20 minutes worth of fucking work. It doesn't make any sense. I know so many people who have downloaded like hundreds of dollars. Oh, maybe yeah. Thousands. No, I've seen it. My favorite thing, no matter what, is when people are like, oh, yeah, check out this brush I found online. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just show you how to make that brush really quick. Yeah, I looked up a tutorial on Google. I just went on Google and I was like, how to make Procreate brushes. And it's like, easy, five minutes. I was like, okay, cool. And then I just started making my own shit. <laughs> yeah, realistically, when I'm drawing on my iPad, I use like three brushes max. Yeah. Use the fucking... Uh, Soft airbrush. Air, right. Yeah. right, airbrush. Um I generally use a modified flat painting brush yeah, that I have. Too. Yeah. Um, 
And then like I just use the number six pencil that's on Procreate, and I have a modified version of that as well that can kind of Ooh, blend when I want it to. Literally the same setup I have. <laughs> the number six pencil brush. Oh, I, I said the different opacities and sizes just default. So I can select it and I'll be like wide liner, thin liner, thick liner, you know, like that was, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All the rest of those brushes are seemingly useless. And yeah. All right, the more that you use them, the faker the artwork looks anyway. It doesn't have any like authentic feel to it. So yeah, it's pointless. You can all get fucked. How's that? Okay, Procreate, we love you, but also get fucked. That's the two dude stamp of semi-approval. fuck me okay so maybe that should just be our intro and now i'm going to ask you what i ask you every week brian how was your week how's it going what you been doing well now that i lost complete train of thought um (laughs) slayed this week's been interesting um you know like tattooing and shit like that sure but i got hit up by a local tattoo shop and they asked if i wanted to hold a seminar to teach um mostly color theory um but geared towards realism artwork and realism tattooing so it's kind of a realism seminar that's cool um, which should be pretty rad i think it'll be fun yeah i just dig the idea of like just tattoo artists hanging out shooting shit so it's gonna be mostly that with like some educational purposes yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. We talked about that on there. It was just like, how's Brian going to do this? Use face color. Apply to face. <laughs> <laughs> Pour me a drink, bitches. <laughs> well, so... Uh, I can't believe... Yeah, I fucking forgot my iPad, and I was supposed to be working on the presentation that I already have planned for this. But uh, at the same time, I'm also battling how intense do I make this or do I try to simplify as much as yeah. possible? Yeah, dude. Because I yeah. don't know the the audience well enough. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, fuck, on one hand, I could make this like a five-hour thing. <laughs> on the other hand, I could make this like a 20-minute <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's the, the, uh, the issues that every instructor slash teacher slash professor, com- professor comes into is just like, well, where are they at? Right. You right. have to meet them halfway to bring them the rest of the way. And that's, I mean, well, I've already ugh. like, my first thought going into it is we're, we have to skip the bullshit. I don't give a fuck to tell you how to set your needles, how to saturate color, any of that shit. Like, you should just know how to do that shit. And if you don't know how to do that shit, ask about it at the end. I don't give a shit to explain it at the beginning. Yeah. Like, we're just going to skip it. Let's assume you know what you're doing and we can <laughs> just go from there. Oh, because, I mean, realistically, if you've been tattooing for longer than a fucking year, you got that shit. I don't have to you explain should, that no. shit. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> fucking hopefully, dude. Oh. And then, like, just jumping into it, I just plan to attack and dismantle the collar wheel <laughs> as much as I can. Yeah. Are you so, going two like, stages of color wheel, RGB, CMYK, fucking put them up next to each other? No. Um, who's that guy? There's a specific type of color wheel that a 
going to reference that deals mostly with chroma and saturation. It his name starts with a G. I don't remember it offhand at the moment, but that one works. And the the standard like idea of the color wheel, where you just see some primary color, secondary, yeah. and tertiary, right? Like that color wheel doesn't matter. It doesn't no. really do anything for people. It just shows you these are colors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. There's better ways to understand color than using a third grade education color wheel. So yeah, dude. <sighs> And it's funny because like everything we use now, especially with these these types of pigments that are I always call them the digital palette, right? It's not like when you mix red and yellow together, you get orange. You, you fucking don't. You get goddamn pink, you know. So when you're when you're going into this stuff, it's it the, the things that we all learned in third grade, <laughs> they may have worked initially with a very limited palette with specific fucking properties, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't fucking matter nowadays. Like none of that stuff is applicable to when we're actually doing what we're doing. You know? Yeah. Well, especially like um, when we're getting into realism, you know, you have to understand what you're painting and what you're painting is not color. You're painting light. Yes. You're painting a reflection of light, you know, how your eyeball is perceiving something. So, like, you can almost throw the idea of color completely away for a minute, Mm -hmm. you know? And when we're painting light, we're painting value. So as long as you can identify values, you can make it any color, and it will still end up being realistic. Yep. That's some uh, Josh Carlton level shit. Like, when he was doing, I remember he did a couple tattoos, oh, fucking a while ago. And uh, he's like, take this painting and put it in grayscale. So you take it and you set your images in the grayscale and you look at it and it was really good. When you look at it in color, it was, you know, whatever. But like, he was just like, no, this is all value-based studies. Not to take anything away from the guy. I mean, like he's, he's a good artist, you know, like he understands like some of the more, you know, whatever fundamental aspects of that stuff. But I thought that was always a really interesting study. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah. So when you're getting into realism, that's where your brain should go. It's, you want to understand value and light how these things work, how your eyeball actually works. You know, it's it's kind of like if you ask a an eight-year-old, you know, like, what color is grass? And they're going to go, well, it's green, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you ask a uh, practiced artist what color is grass, they're going to be like, um, there's like 558 <laughs> colors and values going on here. What the fuck kind of question is that? You know, so it's it's the understanding mm. that it's it's not a color. Yeah. There's variations the multitude of yeah. values it's understanding where to put those values and where they make sense right right yeah. and it's Ooh. you know you can practice with fauvism and things of that nature where like you specifically use value but you use whatever the fuck colors you want or you can use a particular type of color scheme etc you don't have to use realistic color which that's some fucking heavy art shit bro <laughs> <laughs> Artists so, first, tattoo first, I guess. <laughs> That's so fucking great. That's why this show works. Scientist first, tattooer second, artist third. Hey, there we go. At least we have the middle run that's matched up. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm so tired today. I worked, <laughs> I worked such a fucking long day yesterday, dude. Such a long day. I keep grinding. It's this drive up to this one shop is just so 
friggin' hard, man. It's a seven and a half hour round trip at minimum. You know, I don't know why you do it. I know it's, it, it's a good shop. It's a good shop. The clients, there are fucking great. The money to be spent in the area. So there's like no competition. So there's a, a town of roughly like 300,000 people. There's only five fucking shops there, you know? So, I mean, when you compare it to Portland where I live, you know, where there's like 700 shops just around me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the white Ugh. and gray in your beard is telling me that you need to stop driving so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I need to find something closer to home. It'd be the goal, right? Like the the end result of all of this stuff is hopefully like get enough data together with all this that, you know, in the near future, I could just set up like a, you know, like Hori, you ever seen Horiyoshi 3's studio? I mean, I've seen videos of it. I haven't videos, just yeah, gone yeah, hung out. No, there. no, no. no. So <laughs> you've seen pictures or videos or something, right? So you remember like, uh, it was how long ago was it? Like three, four, five years ago when tattooing became legal, air quotes, in Japan after being illegal? It wasn't even that long ago. It was uh, two years ago. Was it two years ago? So. Sure. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. So I, I remember there was always people who could skirt that stuff, right? And Horiyoshi 3 was one because like in Japan at the time, if you were to tattoo, you had to be a fucking was a surgeon or at least a doctor, right? Like you had to be licensed as a physician or something right. else to get some. But like he was able to keep on, but he still had to keep a pretense. So like if you want to get a tattoo from Horiyoshi 3, you had to do like this fucking weird thing, right? Like you had to talk to this dude and then you meet this guy on a Vespa who would like drive you to the other side of the city. And then you'd hop in this rickshaw cab. And then you go to this other place and you walk up these stairs, you get a code word from this guy that you tell this person, and then you could end up getting there eventually. Right. And then you could get tattooed. So it was like so far disconnected. You had to like find the fucking head of the mob bosses or some shit, right. To like get this stuff. And I fucking, I love that idea, you know, at the same time. Um, where I mean, there like, are actually some states in the U.S. still that have it on the bylaw that, like, in order to run a tattoo shop, there has to be a doctor or a physician. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. But because people don't really pay attention to those laws anymore, it's kind of swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. And it goes almost county to county, depending on who actually pays attention to that. Yeah. So who was it? Oh, I'll end up condensing this down. Tattoo legality by state i remember there was like i think it was like oklahoma west virginia and another one that were like you can't fucking do this shit like up until a couple of years ago like it was illegal to tattoo in a couple of the midwestern states as well as um like one or two on the coasts so but now you know shit has changed Arkansas was one too. Like Arkansas was only like 10 years ago where it became legal. Like it was yeah. like nothing back then. Like they, they were fucking banned out like past 2010. Like you still couldn't even tattoo. It was like 2012 or 2013, 2014, where that shit would be considered right. Like legal after they got their legislation in order, which is fucking wild. So they have all the weird ass rules that they have. Is, is there an attachment to the legalization of tattooing in Arkansas to to like the, the rules and regulations that are attached to Oregon with the tattoo laws here? 
Do you know? I mean, the process is fairly similar, um, but I don't think a lot of the actual rules are. Uh, like, Arkansas has some strange ones that feel slightly so dated that they feel racist. <laughs> it's, it's really strange. Well, Arkansas. Um, isn't that just that? That's a bias. I shouldn't say that. I'm wondering because, like, I've worked in. I've worked in almost every state inside the United States for tattooing and some of them have no fucking regulation. Like Washington state, there's zero regulation, right? Like you just, oh, yeah. Idaho has zero dude. Idaho has nothing. I know you can tattoo 14 year olds in Idaho. Yeah. That was, I remember I heard that. I was like, what? <laughs> I know people in like, uh, there's like, uh, neighboring cities you know the tri-cities and such that would just like drive over to idaho to get their fucking tattoo and they're like 15 or 16 or some shit it's like, all oh right my gosh 100 bucks an hour folks yeehaw what's another one was it like maybe it was kansas i think it was kansas was like illegal illegal up until like 2015 2016 something like that maybe later i mean people have to call me out on that one Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But I thought that there was there. West Virginia was like controlled. New York. New York was the fucking hotbed, though. Right. Where like uh, New York's been all over the map. Fuck, man. It's it was yeah. it was legal. Then it was illegal. Then it was legal. And then it was illegal. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like you had to be 21 or older. And then it was illegal again. And then it was legal. And then you could be 18. <laughs> yeah. Like they just had a whole circus going on with it. It was crazy. I think actually in Oregon, there's there's a couple of different municipalities that you actually have to be 21 to get the tattoo. Am I right with that? I think I am. That's I 18 no in most spots. Yeah, I think it's 18 in most spots, but like two counties, you have to be 21, which is... I don't know, but it wouldn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I was like, didn't Oregon stuff. change the smoking age limit to 21? Yeah, they did. Like... <laughs> Yeah, How also, the fuck does that make sense? Decriminalize all narcotics, <laughs> which is fun. Right, yeah. The cops here are fucking having a, a hootie nanny with that stuff because they're like, well, if we had controls, we could put people in jail. And it's like, well, putting people in jail doesn't fucking help them. <laughs> so the idea was we'll set up a bunch of treatment facilities that people can go into with, you know, the money that they're going to have to pay for the fines based on, you know, getting ticketed or arrested or whatever with with narcotics but none of the money has been released <laughs> so it's just like sitting in this war chest you know not doing anything and they're not spending any of the money helping like build treatment facilities or educating people so they get in stuff or like trying well, to like why would you do people. that politics is a yeah. slow moving horse boy <laughs> You don't need a better community. You just need to arrest more people and make more money. <laughs> America! <laughs> All right. <coughs> Spit the wrong way. <coughs> oh, fuck. Sorry. <coughs> Good podcasting. <laughs> uh, there's a few places I liked where, where you went to go get a, a, a facility license as an individual working in that space, and you would just get like, okay to work where you were like even in the shop if you move to another booth you have to get like a like relicense and stuff like in the carolinas and i i think in uh illinois it was like that. iowa was like that for sure <clears throat> but you'd have to like go 
you get your stuff, they come in, they do an inspection on your site, see you break up or set set up, break down, and then fucking walk off, right? And then you're like, all right, you're good to go. Illinois far more relaxed as long as the shop itself has a facility license you can just tattoo there they don't give a fuck maybe it was somewhere else maybe it was like in maine or something i don't know i've worked or at least that's how it was like when you got the it. Fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. seven years ago eight Dude, years ago i found an old inked fucking profile from you <clears throat> in fucking illinois online that's weird yeah i found one with you uh maybe seven or eight years ago and had a bunch of like kind of like darker fucking really aggressive artwork you had a lot of black in your stuff there was like some darker tone colors and it was like mean (laughs) it was dude really cool tattoos i'll tell you but i was like fuck like this guy looks like he's dealing with something (laughs) the the population has changed everything so like Tattoos went from heavy, aggressive, cool shit to like everything's just happier now. I think people were trying yeah. to force themselves to believe that life is easier. <laughs> so everybody <laughs> wants brighter, happier, prettier tattoos. Yeah. Even men, uh, the tattoos aren't nearly as aggressive as they used to oh, be. Oh, God. You no. know, so yeah, 10 years ago, do you, how many skulls did you do 10 years ago? You know? Oh, oh dude, at least God. three a week. Oh, it's all. Fucking day, right? Golly, I have I have done one skull this year. One. I think I've done two. <laughs> hey, <coughs> how many flowers have you tattooed this year? Oh yeah, it's pretty countless. It's, <laughs> it's up there. Nature organicness i want something that's free and flowing i don't want 100 percent color saturation yeah, on the skin i'm working on that's what i'm saying the the tide of tattooing has shifted so so hard a pendulum swing so hard towards like it's got to be like happy and all of this yeah. stuff and like uh symbolism and tattooing you know used yeah. to represent um, the same thing that like dream catchers almost represented, you know, it was supposed to be like big, scary, powerful images that chased away the, you know, the demons and ghosts and goblins and stuff like that. Right. Like you get a big ass demon on your back yeah. and he's scaring away everything that's coming at you. Yeah, and then it's nowadays it's like, um, I need a sunflower because <laughs> I love the sun. And it's like, <laughs> all right, cool. We'll do a sunflower. I just, uh, I kind of wish it was a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was a demon sunflower. Can we make it dead? You know? Yeah. Actually, I'm starting one that's super rad. It's a sternum under boob chest rocker thing that's like space morphing into floral stuff. Oh, that's just, fucking cool. Yeah. yeah it's it's going to be a multi-session process, but it's going to look cool as shit when it's done. Actually... You know what I'm saying? Like, I think man, I don't know if this is like a proper terminology to use, but like a lot of the tattoos that I have are inoculated of emotion that I've done in the past couple of years. You know, they're it's not even that they're hopeful. It's that when you look at them, you just have a, like you're not approaching it the same way, right? Like you actually can't grab a lot, pull off like a Paul Booth back piece back in the day. Like when you seen that, right. you were like, fuck me right like it evoked a response it was strong right and it's almost like nowadays 
with everything that we're seeing, it's not, it's not trying to, it's trying to blend. You're not trying to stand yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, the it's it's a lot like um, if you walk into like Sturgis or a fucking huge biker rally, right? Yeah, You're like, fuck, fuck this is me. wild. Yeah, it's that feeling, you know, from back in the day, looking at like darker, crazier artwork versus nowadays is like walking into Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so. You're like. Wait, Oh there is a purpose gosh. for this, but I can't remember why I'm here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you lived in Illinois, so you got the road to Sturgis, east to west, right? So you know about that stuff. Oh, yeah. Like when you guys get the bike rally coming through and you have a few thousand, maybe a few 10,000 of people fucking coming through, like that weekend pre-Sturgis, like you are fucking wrecked. Like it is just Eagles, Harley Davidson symbols, skulls, American flags. And oh, dude, I tattooed at so many different biker shows and rallies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Especially early on. <laughs> like, holy fuck. Yeah. It's some of the most miserable events you'll ever fucking work in your life. Dude. But the money's oh. good. The, the money was good. It was still... Mm, wait. Okay, so wait. Let's see if your, your experience is the same as mine. So tips were good. Pricing was fucked. I always had people fucking lowball oh, me nice. on everything. Wait, are you sure this is worth three hundred? Sure How about two fifty? Fifty bucks a pop and get to two hundred bucks. Yeah, and just fucking crush it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I. And that's really funny. I'm actually wondering when that, when that change came about, and it's like to me, it's like late aughts, you know, where my client base started to really shift, right from being. Maybe even the like mid aughts where I had a lot of bikers clientele like a lot it was a huge amount like maybe 60 to 70 percent of my clientele was what we consider like biker culture you know white harley davidson fucking dudes and chicks <clears throat> passing through town getting whatever to a more like art centric you know like like uh interpretation of the the person being an individual and trying to identify themselves through whatever the fuck they were deciding to mark themselves with yeah, I feel like my career went specifically from like, uh, here's this hard ass asshole dude that tattoos scumbags and low lives to like, boom, soccer mom brings Pinterest in. <laughs> and like, it all had to change right then and there. Yeah. You know, like, you had to change the way you talked, change the way you dressed, change the way you drew your shit, change the, you know, the whole look mm. of the shop. Everything had to change immediately because yeah. the clientele was immediately <clears throat> women age 25 to 45 with Pinterest on their phones. And yeah. like, that was it. Everything just yeah. flipped, you know, it was like, like year 10, year 10 for me. It was like 2002 to, or 2012, 2013. I remember being in shop and I was in a military town when I was working. We had all these motherfuckers coming off deployment, tons of money to burn, landing, fucking getting tattooed, you know, a hundred out the door. We'd sleep in the shop. It was a fucking disaster. And then like a year afterwards, like literally Dodge caravans piled up outside. You know, we got a Honda pilot out there, some fucking, you know, Ladies coming in and saying, well, well, I just had another child. I would like to have a tattoo to represent how I feel about my family. I'm like, Jesus, whip, what the fuck? You want a skull in that? 
No. <laughs> yeah. So like, there, uh, there's that <clears throat> brutal time frame between like 2013 to 2015. Yeah. Were just dark times. Just everybody <laughs> crowded into the tattoo shop, and it was nothing but Pinterest and Instagram, and like the yeah. same exact fucking tattoo day in and day out yeah and it was fucking miserable because there was like one computer in the shop that yeah. everybody was trying to fucking do and then yeah in 2015 the ipad pro came out and every fucking <laughs> tattoo artist on the face of the planet downloaded procreate and was like literally pushed that company into startup yeah that's so fucking funny dude yeah Actually, I remember that. Yeah, there was that was the the year that we started to see a like that was when the maxima of tattoo seminar DVDs came out. Like when literally, like right, like like the first maybe five years before that, you'd have a couple people putting out stuff. Or like Brandon Bond put out like two or three. You know, like Nico put out one, and you know Carlton right. I think put out like one or two. And you had some of these people who were like big hitters at the time putting out this stuff. And then like 2015. <clears throat> Every motherfucking person alive was like, I got a seminar. Come and check it out. I was like, oh, my gosh, right. 200 bucks. You can learn to tattoo like me. I'm like, I don't want to. You're not good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. that was such an aggravating time. That's when everything it was, it was bizarre. Like, it's but yeah, like paperwork to fucking proper illustration. We digitally created designs versus the shit that like 90% of the people couldn't fucking do on paper. And I, I knew so many people that just quit tattooing. <laughs> They're just <laughs> over it. They're like, it's not what it used to be. I'm done. Dude. I'm going to go actually, be a bartender. Peace out. Dude. Actually. Yeah. I, I, I've always said this thing about the, there's that, that rise and fall, the fluctuations in tattooing where, you know, like we'll have a, a steady point where everyone's making money and everything's kind of good. You know, you give it a year or two, there's a lot of people inside the shop who are like, I could make more money because I'm charging X dollars, but I'm not being paid it. You're like, you fucking idiot. No, the <laughs> shop charges X amount an hour. You charge Y. Z is what the client pays. They don't fucking get it. And then they're like, no, but I'm worth 180 an hour. I'm like, no, you're worth 120 an hour. You pay 60 to the shop. No, I'm not. I'm going to go open my own fucking shop. And then there's this mass exodus from all these big shops that have been around for a while, right? Right. And then there's like a hundred new shops that open up in the city. And then what happens? It becomes oversaturated. A bunch of places can't actually keep up because, well, they one, they don't know what they're fucking doing. And two, <coughs> there's too much competition. People got to die out. So then a bunch of them die off. There's a contraction inside the industry. Bunch of people who left to go open shops end up moving back to the home shop. They're at like, well, that didn't work out. And then they like, it starts over again, right? <clears throat> we didn't have that for years. Like 2002, 2003 to like 2012, 13, 14, there was nothing. It just grew because of the TV shows. Yeah. It became big. Right and after like, <clears throat> I would say right after 2015, there was just a massive explosion of tattoo shops. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially uh, Illinois and Chicago land area. I think at one fucking point there was like 600 tattoo shops in Jesus Chicago. Jesus Christ. 
Like, it blew my fucking mind. Because I just Googled it one day for fun. I was like, I wonder how many shops there are. And they're it like, just boom, 600. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? There was like one funny. on every corner. Still and then not I think, as like, many as Portland. What up? Right. <laughs> yeah. But so. like, it's it's definitely leveled out. And so many of them have died off and et cetera, yeah. et cetera, you know. And there was a, a weird movement that I didn't notice that I was a part of where a huge amount of tattoo artists from Illinois moved directly to Oregon. <laughs> but we were all completely unaware of each other. Oh, that's right. Carlton's from fucking Illinois too, isn't he? I think he's originally from Oregon. Is he from Oregon? And then oh, moved okay. to Indiana. Was he and Indiana? then back to oh, Oregon. Okay. But still, like, you have a ton of people from the Midwest moving west or even fucking east. Like, I know a bunch of people in New York, Boston area, D.C. and stuff. They had all come from the fucking Midwest and set up shop out there as well. You know? Put on the fake accents. Hey, fucking, oh, let's fucking do all this shit. Hey, it's going to be wicked awesome. Yeah, I think... Uh... <laughs> Me, DJ Ald, um, Tim Bydron, for fuck, dude, there's so many of them. But uh, we we all ended up in Oregon. Yeah. And like we're just completely unaware of it for like the first eight months to a year. <laughs> and then I like, kind of just, ch- you know, chimed on and we were like, oh, hey, you're out here. <laughs> like, this is weird when this happened. Oh, like this from? week back yeah. to this day. Like, oh, so same fucking day I'm in there. That's cool. <laughs> Are you from Northwest? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm from South. Oh, cool. When'd you get here? November. Fuck. That's fucking hilarious, dude. <clears throat> it's funny too, because like all the restrictions with licensure that happens out here, like you can only have a certain amount of people actually. <clears throat> it's funny because if you grow up in the system here in Oregon, it's no, there's no problem just going out and creating your own shop and doing your own stuff, even if you have no fucking clue what you're doing. But if you try to come in from the outside. It's right. fucking like you gotta know your shit to get a license here, right? So like the people who moved are good if they're licensed here. They're not stupid. <laughs> they're fucking good, right? The people who just started here and got licensed from the schools, they're fucking garbage, right? But if you came from like I moved from Delaware, I just moved here. Oh, you're licensed? Yeah, you gotta be fucking solid, bro. <laughs> and there's there's a, a crazy system yeah. that you have to go through to get the Oregon license yeah. and like, especially coming from a state that doesn't have licensure, like you have to go from Illinois to Washington, get your Washington license, um, <laughs> have all your backup information for uh, your taxes and bullshit from like four other states <laughs> show up to Oregon, bullshit around the system for a minute. Uh, give them a uh, just giant stack of paperwork and just be like, best of luck. <laughs> uh, and then you have to go take a test that's so fucking outdated you don't even understand why you're taking the test in the first dude, place dude oh my god they didn't even have half of the fucking terminology right for what the fucking parts on the machine were i was i was sitting through that and the only thing that got me up was the actual like legalese i didn't read any of the laws in oregon i just guessed right but some of the stuff they had for like <laughs> sterilization machine parts movements like what things are called like that shit has not been called that since 1950 fucking three. Right. Like, what? it popped up and they had like two answers. And I'm like, I know that this was what it was like a hundred years ago. <laughs> this is what we call it now. 
it's got to be this one. They're like, nope, wrong. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's so stupid. There's one question on the, the Oregon exam that's like, between um, setup and end of tattoo, how many times should you have changed your gloves? Oh, God, dude. And there's like a bunch of sh- stupid ass answers. And like, I didn't think that any of them were right. And then uh, the one that's right is at least twice. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, it didn't make any fucking sense. There was like at least twice, three, five, 10, 12 or something. It was just like some fucking like the growing number. I was like, this doesn't m- make any sense. It was a, like, you know, subjective. I changed my gloves at least four times. All right, four. Wrong. I'm like, fuck off. Like, what the fuck is this question? Doesn't even make any sense. Right. No, it's, it's at least the, two. It's the strangest fucking question I uh, could possibly ask. It's just like at least twice. Twice. Like, how did you boil down that number? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you're okay like, keeping the same gloves on touch and the, the dirty bottle of, time... of ink. Like fuck. <laughs> right. Like between setup to the end of my tattoo, I have on a good day probably changed my gloves. 15 to 20 times dude easy <laughs> it just there's yeah. a, a weird ocd thing that's happening with my gloves <laughs> yeah but hey, you're pouring ink you change them you're setting up you're changing them. you're setting up the machine you're changing them. you're bagging the machine you change them you're setting, doing like it's fucking stupid you're doing the pre-clean before you lay down stuff you change them each fucking time like it's right like it doesn't if, make any if I sense. Get, like ink on my glove while I'm setting up, I'll fucking change, change the glove. Them. If yeah. I get some slimy shit on there, I change it. <laughs> yeah, it just it's at least fucking, twenty times. If I dispense my glide and I got a little bit on there before I go change something else, change the glove. Like it's fucking. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to fix the whole thing from the inside out. It's. <laughs> <laughs> It's not easy. <laughs> a lot of people don't like me. That's all right. That's fine. I don't think they listen to the show, so I can say, fuck them. How's that? Um, yeah. With the last meeting when I was like, hey, we should have a proctored exam for everyone who's coming out of tattoo school. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, like, legit. People don't like me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, we used to use Ryan for a bunch of references and points. I haven't had any emails, phone calls, nothing from these people. They used to contact me all the time. <clears throat> it's gone. They don't like me anymore. They don't like me. Fuck them. Fuck them. I had a bunch of people complaining. I mean, if like, you're going to have a system in place, you might as well do it right, you know? Like, Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, that, that's the whole point with this stuff is like, if you're a school who is supposedly training somebody to do tattoo, air quote, right? <laughs> they should come out and know how to fucking do tattoo. That's what you're fucking selling. That's what you're charging, you know, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars for. If I paid fifteen grand for a car and it couldn't fucking run, I would lose my shit. Simple. Right. So now it's like, well. If they get through this, they should be able to fucking tattoo effectively under a proctored exam. People are like, no, that's not fair. <laughs> we should have that. Like, we should fucking. It wouldn't How be is great. it not fair? That's what I don't understand. Tattooing is and always has been a spectator sport. No shit. So why is that not an applicable idea? 
Well, because so to take words from the APT, which I'm actually going to be reaching out to the dude who runs that. He doesn't. I don't know if he likes me very much, but it's okay. We're going to still reach out and see if we can get him on here. Artist objective. We can't tell you how to do tattooing, but we can tell you how not to get people sick. That's it. Yeah, but that's not what's applied here. You're you're not looking at the artwork. No, <laughs> that's such a stupid principle. <laughs> you're looking you know? at fucking technique. Oh, there's a million different ways to do technique. Not nah, get fucked. No, there isn't. There's one way to do it right, and that's right based on the client that you have. Every client is right, different. Like... Fuck. Oh my god. I think that segues really well into our next bit. But before we get there. How about a message from our commercial sponsors? Well, that you're going to throw at them. Um, of course, if you fucking start the recording. No, but dude, like, it's okay. probably a good thing that the recording wasn't started. <laughs> probably fucking not. No, but, okay. So, like, if you take a fucking a dentist, right? And you're a dentist, right? Dr. Brian DDM, right? You fucking, you're sitting here, you're a dentist. And you have somebody who comes in who's like, hey, I want to get my teeth fixed. You have another person who came in, comes in and they're like, hey, I need to get my teeth fixed because they're ripped out during a fucking Christian ritual where they sacrifice my teeth to the altar of Satan. And it's kind of fucked me up. And I'd like to talk about it. You might approach it maybe a little bit differently. <laughs> Your face, dude, is fucking great. Like, what the who are you tattooing, Ryan? <laughs> Okay, so like, here's where we differ, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So if a person had voluntarily joined a group in which their teeth had to be sacrificed to us <laughs> to their cult, this is where I'm we not start going two. to emotionally. Um, <laughs> emphasize or like uh, establish some sort of connection with that person i am going to go a full 180 (laughs) degrees the opposite direction with that person (laughs) and i'll have to walk out of the room (laughs) (laughs) i I live on on the I like this. This is fucking great, dude. To come back down, I live on a very real plane in my (laughs) existence where Uh, everybody's got shit, you know? hmm. Like, yeah. I got shit. I've seen shit. Yeah. I've lived shit. Yeah. And there's, there's just the understanding that everybody's got shit. So I just expect that everybody has shit, right? Like, even if, you know, there's some fucking douchebag millionaire fucking kid, etc., they're still probably fucked in the head somehow. Yeah. You know? They got money, but they're probably fucked in the head. Yeah. Right? You could have zero money and then be like the most peaceful fucking person on the planet. You've still seen some shit. Yeah. Right? Everybody's got shit. So I don't have to sit here and like try to invest in your shit because I'm, I'm already invested in my shit. Yeah, you never like. But let's let's make cool shit together and <laughs> fuck the rest of that shit. Like if you, <laughs> you draw know? that line in the sand. It's like if you try to go past us, I'm literally gonna walk out the fucking door. <laughs> well, it's either it's 
It's going to be one of two huh. things. Like, either we're going to make a pact and go fucking murder someone, yeah. or I'm going to laugh my fucking ass off, and you're you're just going to fucking hate me. <laughs> so, if you're not willing to be on either end of those spectrums, I'm going to have to leave the room for a minute. <laughs> Let you chill out. Someone, arm out, stretch to you. Please help me do this. You're like, hang on, I gotta go get a drink of water. And he's just like fucking outside. Bah! Fucking throwing up the L on the forehead. Fucking listen to this fucking gooba. Fucking that's so great, dude. Ah! Oh, I like that. Maybe I should try to do that. I've been in some pretty fucking dark places, right? So yeah. uh my oh. sense of humor and my psyche are pretty fucked yeah. <laughs> as far as a lot of that goes. Oh, that's so fucking hilarious, dude. Oh, my gosh. I had to go put my cigarette out outside. Like, oh, my gosh. That's fucking great. There's there's a select few groups that I'm like, okay, man, like I totally get it. Like That's, that's really, really shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, there's there's a list, you know, like sex yeah. trafficking and all of that, et cetera. Like, okay, yeah. those are dark little rabbit holes that are hard to climb out of. That's that's really really dark shit. That's some heavy right? shit. Yeah. Right. Like, if your shit's not on that level, I probably don't fucking care. Oh yeah, I'm Daryl, and I didn't get picked for fucking a string on fucking high school varsity or some shit. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got and, like, you. It's not that I can't. Um. You relate empathize. to you wanting yeah. to put your shit behind your tattoo. Like that just makes sense. It's what everybody does. Yeah. Right. But um but yeah, but I don't I'm not gonna sit here and try to focus for fucking twenty hours out of my week on this one person's emotional baggage. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. It it uh in your mind, it doesn't add to the end product. Right. Yeah. Unless the end product is specific to a very, very specific event, then obviously I need the information on it. Yeah. But if you're just trying to like old school bartender the shit out of me, you know, like <laughs> you too, but you want to talk about like how shit your life in uh, Detroit was for the yeah. fucking 12 years that you lived there. Like I can't do it, man. I can't <laughs> relate to that conversation. I, I've, it's not yeah. going to we'll go anywhere. The fucking My- Snoopy shirt again. Right. Which is fucking great. We both have really distinctive shirts on. So I got a bikini kill shirt on with a dog flipping the bird. <laughs> And you got a Snoopy shirt on that says, nope, which I think is... Yeah, they're both dog shirts. They're both dog shirts. This is how synced we are. We are one yeah. inside the Ethereum of this world. Would you All like right. to join me in my the spiritual journey? <laughs> balance in the universe. The balance. <coughs> if anyone's wondering what the fuck is going on, look here. Um, that's cool. Past all this ephemeral shit that we've been talking about, let's get into some fucking geek stuff. Hey, buddy. We were talking. Jesus fucking wept. Sorry. I just, I'll cut this out. I just, I checked my YouTube stuff because it's going to be pulling up some of the other stuff we talked about. I always make notes because that's what I do. I had 25 new subscribers on YouTube today. That's big nice. for me. Yeah, that's kind of neat. 
25 people just came out of their apprenticeships. Dude, like, oh, so, <laughs> oh, my God. I Okay, so we got to talk about immunology as well. But I had somebody tag me in some responses and, you know, like... As as a person who's an educator, I always try to think about people of having a basal fucking like space of experience before they start reaching out and trying to learn more, right? Especially for me, because I'm not for beginners. You know, you have to have a modicum of experience before you start getting the theory that I like to toss around, which can be fucking wordy as shit and kind of boring. <clears throat> I had somebody reach out and they were like, check out my video I made. And so I clicked, I clicked on it. And some dude like sets his camera and he walks away and he sits in a fucking barca lounger, you know, like a fucking a lazy boy. And he starts tattooing the side of his leg. No PPE, no fucking gloves. He's like, what do you think? And I was like, ah, fuck. It's <laughs> like, nice. uh, uh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> I, was just, I didn't know what the fuck to say, dude. I was like, my my mental image of what was supposed to happen was con- compared to what was I was confronted with was so drastic. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I just liked the video. Watch two seconds. <laughs> back the fuck out. That was it. Seen it. So like. That perfectly fits my point of view for most of my experiences in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just I don't know what to say or do, so I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> I'm going to go over here. <laughs> oh, and it's funny, right? Because, like, now I haven't been doing it very much in the uh, this past week, and I'm probably going to be stopping altogether because this actually just sitting around and drawing has been. Dude, it's been really nice. Like normally I'll get way in my head, you know, like way and I'll start thinking and I'm overanalyzing stuff when I'm doing artwork, but I've been trying to take like more of a a loose approach to creating stuff recently, especially because we have our competition going on, which I think is fun. Oh, is it because we're recording now? I don't know if we caught this at the beginning. The secret contest. The secret contest. Brian and I have a contest. We're going to have the general public judging us on this. Because if we judge each other, it's probably not going to be fair. Um, yeah, maybe. Brian will be objective. I'll be subjective as fuck. So that's always how this goes. <laughs> uh, we're having a competition with the tattoo. So within the next two months, we've each got to do a tattoo on somebody that has a female face, gothic, realism based on either, what was it, Neotrad or something the like right we want to have an illustrative female face gothic black and gray and we want to compare like who does better that's a bit of a fun thing now who does better <laughs> every, everyone who listens to this show is going to know that there is a bit of a fucking sway and who is probably going to fucking win this shit but and i want to say this hard but here Past all the shit talking that Brian's done. Maybe I should take a photo of the fucking email, uh, the text messages that you sent me in the past couple of days. You're like, hey, I'm warming <laughs> up on my kill Ryan design. <laughs> Just so you know, these are the fucking things I've done in the past. These are three years old. You're going down, you fucking wuss, which is like the most Irish way of fucking coming into this. We should actually call this like Irish tattoo talk because I mean, like, that's the best way to look at this. <laughs> right. May you walk with the grace of the Lord because you know he's not going to jump in front of that bullet. 
<laughs> so I got drunk and I, 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 I bet Brian that I could beat him in the competition. Now, the only reason why I know that Brian took this competition is because he knows that I'm actually an okay artist. That's one. Now, two, Brian loves competition. Loves it. Yeah. You got to have competition in your life. Now, when you get to a there's pedestal, so many people. like where you are at, there's not a lot of competition left. So if you have a scrappy underdog, Rocky Balboa versus Ivan Drago, right? Punching up <laughs> and saying like, hey, I can beat you. I got you. You killed Apollo. I'm going to get you down. It's fucking enticing, right? Because it makes you think like you start paying attention to fine details a little bit more. You get this stuff. And I think that the only reason why Brian did this is because I don't have a real chance, but I have a chance. And Brian likes scrappy underdog stories. And sometimes. <laughs> and he hopes that I win. I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah, no, I know. No, competition-wise, you want me to get fucked. You can sit on a fucking parking cone. You just start spinning around until you fucking take off to the moon. I know. But if I were to win, it would give you new drive. But I know it. If I could even compete. If you were to win, I would guarantee just do something better in the next three days afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) But Mulligan... Dude, it's like both of us are fucking bad losers. <laughs> and I think that's the funny. It's not about being a good winner or trying to be like a good sportsman or stuff. Both of us are bad losers. And it's just going to be like, I know either one of us, like, I know, like, dude, there's a 90-10 shot that I'm going to lose, right? I'll look you in the face and be like, good job, sir. But inside of my mental fucking, like, prison where I keep my psyche it is going to be fucking self-harming so hard. Like, it's not even going to be funny, dude. It's just going to be like, fuck, why didn't you try harder? You loser. You're such a piece of shit. Why couldn't you race the occasion? Remember that time your dad came to your fucking baseball match when you were six and you didn't hit the ball out of the park? Remember that? This is worse. And it's just going to be fucking (laughs) hilarious, right? (coughs) And I think that's that's the big thing with this, right? It's just like, yeah, we're going to do this. I, I'm actually taking it seriously, dude. I've been doing... Uh, so I almost buried myself because Brian is such a consummate professional at pool. He's like set the terms. And I'm like, no references. <laughs> like a fucking idiot. And then I literally sent like within a half a second the same fucking thread. No, fuck that. Fuck you. I want references. No, 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 no. All separate text messages. Never mind. I don't mean that. And he's like, whatever you want. Because Brian's pool sharking me. You know, and you meet that guy who's at the bar and he looks like he's hammered, you know, and he's just standing there looking at you. He won't break eye contact, but he's not really looking at your eyes. He's looking at your chest, you know, and you're like, man, go win some money off this guy. Well, I can tell you, my, my co-host on this show is a fucking shark. He let me bury myself. He's like, pick the fucking terms. Pick the fucking subject yeah, matter. Pick, pick the it. finish. Pick everything. He's so fucking confident. Sorry, someone died evidently right outside my house here. <laughs> <laughs> Portland, what's up? Uh, he's so fucking confident 
that he's willing to let me literally bury myself in a fucking concrete bed of fucking ignorance. And then after yeah, I, do I mean, it, like, he sent a text messages saying, like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, if you oh. give people the lead, they're going to find ways to hurt themselves. It's yeah. that uh, subconscious self-sabotage. Oh, dude, and that's in so the funny. Heat of the moment, you think that it's a great idea. Yeah, dude. I and then, you know, messages. in hindsight... <sighs> it's so bad i looked at it the next day i was like what the fuck did i do and marie came up to me and she's like man brian's really good at shit talking (laughs) (laughs) my wife was like like she looked at me like you're gonna lose and i thought that was like the most motivational thing i could have had i was like no fuck you fuck brian fuck god i'm gonna win this shit and i like as soon as I started to calm down from like that, that affront that I felt, which my wife totally didn't, you know, she's like, are you sure you should do this? I'm like, it's 10 bucks and a crispy high five. <laughs> she's like, wait, what? It's <laughs> just like, I can fucking win. And she's like, I believe in you question mark, right? Like hard and the walked away. I was like, Oh God, I'm, Fucked. <laughs> so you're like lady faces black and gray gothic yeah. imagery new yep. school neotrad yeah and like the, the only thing i'm sitting there doing is like looking through my phone and looking around my house and i'm like i do that's portraits and realism constantly i do i have so many trophies for new school <laughs> and neo-traditional <laughs> i was like what is this guy doing <laughs> I want to push myself to that elevation. I've got to become godlike. And I think it's fucking, dude, this is so funny to me because, like, I read through the fucking list that I said at the end of the day, and I don't remember sending it. I was drinking pretty heavily that night. I remember I looked at it. I was like, why would I do that? Like, I should have taken, like, an old school image, right? Like, I should have done, I should have done literally anything other than lady faces, neo-trad realism, black and gray gothic. I could have done literally any, I could have done animal portraiture, you know, which I may have had. I was a professional animal portraiture artist for a fucking decade on paper and fucking canvas. I could have chosen that. I could have done fucking anything else, but I literally was like, what is Brian the best at? All right, I want to beat him at that. And that is so, that is so, I want to say Irish. That is so fucking self-serving bullshit. Because it's like, <laughs> if I can compete at that, you know, that echelon of stuff. Because, like, I, dude, I know I'm a good artist. I know I am. I know I'm a good artist. I'm just not as good as you. So it's like, if I can escalate to that level, I'm like, fucking done. Then I can retire. I'm good. <laughs> Like, I know, I know I'm okay. I know that I have to be at a certain level for you to even accept the shit. Because like if, if a new school tattooer and not new school, but new comma school tattooer, right? If a new tattooer had been in the game for like two or three years, came up to you and was like, Hey, I want to do a fucking, a gamble on this was the stuff automatically. And I, I hope that this isn't how you thought about me, but I mean, it may be. But in the back of your mind, you'd be like, get fucked. Like, dude, like this is this is gonna be a murder scene, you know? You wouldn't even have to shit talk. You just be like, all right, let's fine, let's go. You wouldn't give any fucking thought. <laughs> you just go about your day to day. But you're down to shit talking, which automatically thought 
in my brain, my Irish fucking brain was like, all right, I have a 1% shot (laughs) (laughs) at winning this. I'm going to fucking Balboa this. I know he's Italian, right? But I'm going to go Irish with this shit. Go fucking Mickey's with this. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to take a fucking barehanded boxing match, 48 fucking rounds. I'm going to stand up. I'll take that shit on the chin. And I want to give you a run for your money. That's my whole goal. That's it. I don't, I, dude, I don't think I'm going to win. But if I give you a run for, if I get one vote, that's all we care about. You keep calling it a run for my money, but like, I think it should have been a brisk walk. <laughs> <laughs> and the shit talking commences. This is like a, what was that fucking thing? The Nordic track of a competition. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, let's get to the meat and potatoes of our show today. We're going to be talking about immunology. A something I've spent fucking years trying to describe to a bunch of goddamn heretical. Heretical. I feel like if we. If we call it immunology, people might get bored with the terminology, mm. right? So, like, it sounds like a fucking schoolhouse rock something, thing. Yeah, right. Let's call it something fun. Pokey skin science. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, dude, this is where I've got to put in my new thing. But pokey skin science, and then it's just like you know. I'll make that. All right. I'll make that. I'll put that on the thing. It's going to be like a fucking flash dance esque thing. That's great. What if we release the video? I'll just like put a cutscene in. It's an orange or a grapefruit fucking dancing and shit. Like, it's great. Okay. Pokey nice. Skin Science with Dr. Brian Matthew, PhD. <sighs> we had this talk. It was fun, actually. So, Dr. Yeah, I know. Brian. It's like, Picking a launch board, I guess, is like the the strangest part of where to jump in there. Like anyway, so I was I was looking up all this shit, right? Um just looking up uh these little scientific articles on macrophages and different things that interact with tattooing and like it was talking about fibroblasts, which barely do anything, but they're still there and they're still present. You know, uh, we always think about the white blood cells holding ink in place and we don't necessarily think about all the different other types of cells that were holding ink in place. So that was a cool article to read, but it just like, it always spawns the thought process of like how many fucking times you know, you get asked the question, well, like, how deep should my needles be going and all that shit? Oh, God, that's the most commonly asked fucking question that I get. I mean, like, day in and day out, especially from new tattooers. Yeah. It is is a strange thing because we have such a, an almost specific standard size that, you know, we just boil everything down to. We're like, "It's it's a fucking diamond or nickel. It's one and a half millimeters, uh, 1.75 millimeters. It's a, yeah. you know, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, 
that's obviously not entirely true. You know, like the epidermis itself is 0.05 millimeters thick. Yeah. You know, it's not thick at all. Oh, no. so 0. why the fuck are we 0. going? Zero, 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 five, seven, five uh, millimeters <laughs> thick, which is fucking insane. That's a piece of paper thick. Maybe up to five pieces of paper thick. Stacked so up like, each other. that's that's that kind of thing, you know. Like when we're <sighs> really boiling this stuff down, is like there's there's so much gray room for yeah. adaptation when you're tattooing. Yeah. You know, like you can accidentally just hit the right needle depth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it baffles me the idea that people are baffled by the idea of skin depth. Oh. Let me let me let me just say. So when I was going on micrometers, what I'm going to be saying with this is it's actually going to be based on the bevel of the needle specifically. So short, long, mid taper, for you to actually get proper saturation at a value that you may want, you're going to have to use different values inside the actual taper of the needle based on the taper of the needle that you're using to try and get that value that you want. And this is where the different values come in. So when Brian said his initial value, it was correct as the maximum value of saturation that you can get from any needle based on any taper that you're wanting to get into the skin. I apologize. I was being a prick. I'm sorry. Carry on. Well, now that I'm completely thrown off. (laughs) (laughs) We're running needles in the skin. There's a lot of confusion about what is right. And like, I, I actually had somebody this week uh, uh, send me an email and they were like I'm tattooing a melon and I don't understand why this shit looks blown out and I was like well how how far do you have your needles and you're like I don't know it's the full length that they can throw it on a standard cartridge based rotary machine I was like how long is the throw on that and they're like 5 mil I'm like Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> what <laughs> are they putting like 5 mil of needle and hold on back up why are they tattooing a melon they're they're trying to teach themselves how to tattoo i just don't understand the thought process like what what type of melon like a honeydew a watermelon dude literally a honeydew melon honeydew and they're trying to figure this out and they didn't understand why but a bunch of other people on social media had said tattoo a melon it'll show you if you can run good lines and they said, okay, so they did it. And the result that they got was not good. I mean, it was, it was a fucking murder scene on that poor, poor melon, right? <clears throat> They're like, well, why were, there was, there was two questions attached to it. Like, how do I fix my needle depth issue on this? And then two, like, why is this happening to this poor melon? <clears throat> and I was like, well, oh. why are you tattooing a melon? <laughs> right. <laughs> Like that's the first question I have to ask you. Like you, you gotta be just sitting there, just feeling dumb as hell, mutilating a fruit that never offended you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what like this melon do to you, you fucking psychopath. Just uh, eat the thing and stop tattooing it, would you? Like it's yeah. so fucking strange. Like that's never gonna show you anything even close to accurate. No, it's not. So bizarre and like. Just the amount of like firmness and bullshit on the exterior of that melon, you know, like you're never gonna get like a real feeling for what tattooing feels like. No, you're, 
you're damaging the needle so fucking fast. So the moment it made fast. first contact with that thing, you just fucked that needle. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, dude. Same with fake every skin. Every part of this makes no sense. I don't understand people think that they can train on fake skin because it's not the same. You're using a silicon substrate, right? And it's not, that's not how skin reacts. Like, oh, we'll get this. I like brand. fake skin Ugh. for mm-hmm. just playing around on. Mm hmm. You know, but it's essentially completely not applicable to real tattooing. Oh, fuck no, it It's isn't. great if you just want to play around <laughs> and make something look cool. Yeah. But it's never going to show you what skin acts like. No, I don't even know it's why just, they... It's like a marketing idea, right? They just, like, labeled it as, air quote, right, fake skin. But it has... It's not like skin. <laughs> it's not... Like, you can just touch it and know, like, does this feel like... I'll touch this fake skin, then I'll touch my arm. These feel the same? No, they fucking don't. Like, that's just common sense. I feel like somebody saw a practice video of uh, someone doing stitches on silicone, and they were like, let's do that. Yeah. (laughs) So fucking stupid. There's a lot of actual educational, and I'll air quote around that, right? Air quote, educational websites out there. They're teaching people to to tattoo utilizing fake skin. And... It's, it's difficult. I know like from like our perspective, right? Like when you see, I don't know if you've seen stuff like this, I see it all the time because the website stuff where it's like, this isn't synonymous. Like these things are not, they don't correlate, you know, like fake skin is not like real skin. All you're doing is tattooing a sheet of silicone. It's that's, that's not skin. I can use this as an example. Um, I had Brooke buy some fake skin when she first showed up to the tattoo shop. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily for her to learn tattooing on, right? Like she'd already been tattooing for a while. But it was specifically so that I could learn her technique. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be able to see what she did without her being in a stressful environment. Yeah. So we used fake skin. Yeah. But we moved past fake skin the moment I had a good idea of what it was that she needed to correct. And we would jump immediately to real skin because that's the only way to correct it. Yeah. So, like, that is the situation in which that's applicable. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But it's, it's not a thing that you can just, like, buy this shit and then start learning on. Because it doesn't no. really work. It doesn't translate. Yeah. Some of the some of the things I see is, you know, that that this is air quotes around it, right? Like a, a realistic representation of human skin, and you can understand depth by tattooing it, as long as the pieces that you have mimic the depth of real skin, which is not that's not realistic. Like like we just said, right? The uh, the thickness of the epidermis is so fucking thin. So thin. You could take a hair. And split it into a hundred pieces, the same line, like you're cutting a fucking cucumber. You know, one of those pieces would be about as thick as the epidermis. It's super fucking thin. And what do you need, Brian, like to to make the tattoo stay permanent? I mean, realistically, man, you could go like literally. I don't even know, like zero point six millimeters, and it's probably just going to stay. Like, think yeah. about like. 
everybody's done it before, you know, like you accidentally run across your hand because your hand was a little bit too close. Yeah. You know, the needle barely hit your fucking glove, but you still got a fucking party dot on your finger <laughs> that stayed. Mold you know? up my hand here. Right. Dude, like so many party dots. Always happened. Yeah. And like when that needle hit your skin, you were not trying to put ink in your skin, you know? No. It literally had to go through the glove and then through your epidermis. Yep. And it got just enough to where that ink stayed. So like yeah. you really don't have to go deep at all. No. No, and this is, I think it's one of the more advanced needle techniques that I try to teach some of the more advanced people that I that I run into. <clears throat> when you look at the needle and you have like the shaft, the bevel, and the tip, like where it comes down, there's different points of contact inside that space where you can actually deposit pigment. And depending on how large that area is, the wound is going to be sized at that size. And you can deposit more or less pigment based on it, right? But you can take a type right. three, very small grouping. We'll go an ultra tight or double tight three bug pin. We'll go a point. Oh, it's a fucking 08, I guess is what they do now, right? right? 08 bug pin, three double tight. And you can just barely touch the fucking needle tips of the skin. <clears throat> and you're going to have this super small, as long as you have a good bead running off this stuff, residual line. <clears throat> that's going to be the thickness of those three lines aggregated together moving forward at the distance between those three fucking tips. Or... You hang that motherfucker out two mil and bury it in the skin, and you're going to get a line that is three to four times the thickness. <clears throat> they're both going to do the same fucking thing by making a permanent line in the body, but they're going to have different like effects on the body. The amount of trauma that they're causing, the amount of actual pigment that they're putting into it, <clears throat> and also it's going to be relegated by how fast you're actually moving your fucking hand based on skin acoustics and all this other shit. But you're going to be able to do the same fucking thing. So right. why do you have to yard your needle out five fucking mil to try well, and it's get like, a goddamn tattoo in? Like the, the biggest number one thing you see if uh, people are having really big issues with their black and gray shading and they're like, my shading's mm -hmm. so choppy and I can't get it smoother. I can't get it smoother. They're just using too much needle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's all it boils down to. Like if you just put a little less needle in the skin, you're gonna get smoother shading. Absolutely. You don't have to go halfway it's... up the fucking uh between the needle tip and the solder line to get pigment to fucking implant in the skin. Right. <clears throat> if you speed up your stroke, it means shorten your cam, right? Instead of going to five mil throw, go to a two and a half mil throw, right? Or if you're in a coil. Set it out so you're only having a fucking dime's worth of fucking throw on this and set your CPS up to like 140 cycles per second. And move your hand forward in a gentle, precise motion, right, where you're committing that shit to skin. You're going to see it fucking fan out smooth as fuck. It's, it's, that's seriously, I, I it, you know what, like I thought when we were talking about this, it's I was gonna be like, this is good. This is some fucking 101 level stuff. What do you do when you're putting needles in the fucking skin? You're making a bunch of small holes that have aggregated pigment inside of them, and you're trying to make all those holes close enough together with decreasing amounts of pigment along a fucking ray so that you end up with a fucking smooth shade. <clears throat> black and gray is not black and gray. It's black and dispersed black. Black and gray is black plus gray ink. 
That's fucking stupid. That's seventies and eighties level shit. <clears throat> Everyone says it's a black and gray tattoo. No, it's not. It's a black tattoo. <clears throat> Jeez, sorry, I get a little heated there. I'll call it a black and gray tattoo. It uh, heals and looks black and gray. It looks great. I call it a black and white gray. tattoo if it's done with opaque ink. Yeah, and that's well. No, I'll give you that one. But I mean, like gray is gray. You should have black shades of. <laughs> semantics semantics yeah totally but realistically you know like it's it's just so much like so many people are trying to rely specifically on like the brand of the needle is gonna get you softer shading or like the fucking machine you're using or your throw and all this shit and it's like bro you can do super smooth ass black and gray shading with a stick if you yeah. want, <laughs> you know, like... look at fucking Irizumi, right? I mean, right. I, fuck, they used to do this shit by hand. What is a machine? It's something that takes the mechanical action of the human being and replaces it with an object that does it for you. It's a fucking machine. <clears throat> I mean, if for fuck's hand... sake, go look at Bob Tyrell's work. I mean, they oh, just yeah. got like, the softest, smoothest fucking shading on the planet, and he does it with a goddamn seven mag. <laughs> And a coil machine. Dude, I seen him do an entire fucking uh, uh, skull tattoo maybe 10 years ago or so. Just hanging out with him. I'm, he's a super nice guy. I like him. His seminar, oh, yeah. his seminar is such shit. But he's super nice dude. Watched him work. I was asked him questions. He ran with a fucking four flat and a three round. The whole tattoo. <laughs> I was like, you're using a four flat? He's like, yeah. I'm like, why? He's like, it's needles. It works. Yeah. I was like, oh, you don't use mags? He's like, no. Well, what type of ink are you using? So I was sponsored by blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, but what are you using? Because that's not blah, blah, blah. It's all Pelican. I'm like, you can't use that for tattooing. He's like, yeah, I've been using it for 30 years. What? I mean, I mean, at that time, I think it was like 15 and a half years or something. He got started super late in his career, too. He'd actually. Yeah, be I mean, he's not the only one. There's no. so many people that still use Pelican and Talons oh, yeah. and shit like that. Oh, Talons, dude! Like, oh my gosh, I love Talons back it, in the day. It really is a complete different type of gray when it heals. Yep. You know, like yep. it looks totally different. Yep. Each one of the member we had Sumi, Talons, and Pelican. One healed green, one healed blue, one healed gray. That was right. it. Was based on the additives, right? Like I think Pelican was a what's that fucking word? It was a blue. It was a oh, was an onyx. Oh fuck me! Oh dude, why can't I fucking figure this out? Red, orange. It was an indigo. It was a really deep indigo. Pelican. It was a deep indigo, so it looked black, but as it healed, it started to turn blue, right? Right. And Talons had. Mercuric sulfide, I think, is one of the additives. And I had another one as well. I'd have to check my notes on that stuff. But it was like a really dark black. When it healed, it started to turn green because it was really just a fucking green. It had a bunch of additives inside of it that made it appear black, right? And Sumi was just fucking... Sumi was Sumi. Well, back in the day, Sumi right. was Sumi. It's not anymore. Um, but it was just it's just fucking carbon. You know, so you'd heal out gray. It would lighten. It was like a social club, you know? Uh, 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 
fine line. Oh, Jack Rudy, fucking Mark Mahoney, all those guys use this fucking gray blackout stuff, right? Back right. in the 70s days, doing single fine line fucking stuff, which I think is funny. Everyone's like, no one's ever done single needle stuff before. I'm like, fucking what? What about Shamrock? What about Shamrock? Yeah, I mean, like, that's literally how I learned how to tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> it was all single needle. Single fucking needle, dude. I never went about a fucking three for the first, like, five years of me tattooing on a round, right? Flats where I never went above a fucking seven. Never. Yeah, I think it was, like, maybe year five-ish when I had discovered, like, 15 round mags and 20 mags. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, it's it's just game over. Everybody's <laughs> going down. This is amazing. Like, this is the greatest shit on the planet. The first time you used a mag, right, with that woven fucking pattern, like, it was, like... Whoa! How the fuck does this work? Like, yeah, oh, dude, I, I still have shading that we did, and it's like the smoothest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, and like it was before I knew how to do smooth shading. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's that just, was the fucking just, thing. Oh, you have a bunch of dots, right? Like, all you're doing is it's a bunch of individual single needles running in a line. That's why it looks so fucking good at the time. Rounded flat, it doesn't matter. Rounds are great nowadays, and everyone fucking loves them. I don't, but everyone loves them because they work in a specific fashion, right? Because like the everyone thinks that, dude. I've been I've been having this talk with people for fucking like months, like fucking show aside, and this is like really ticking me off. Where people are showing me a diagram where a rounded needle <clears throat> makes contact with all the needles evenly in the skin. And I'm like, that's not how it fucking works. The skin doesn't automatically fit around the fucking needle when it fits in there, right? Like when you press down on it, the skin goes out at a very specific rate, right? There's undulations. There's a sine wave that occurs due to the strike. The fucking needles in the center are going to hit more. The ones on the outside don't hit as much. They're like, no, nah, you're fucking wrong. I'm like, should we, should we explain uh, real physics? here for a minute oh, you know if you push sticks and shit jesus christ if yeah. you push the tips of your fingers together right yeah way down subatomically your molecules do not touch <laughs> they are repelling each other yeah right so your two fingers even though you feel them pushing together do not touch yep how fucking crazy is that right so like that same premise is happening with your tattoo needles it's it is not illustration hitting your skin it is pushing molecules away from it <laughs> think about that think about that motherfuckers dr brian in the house dude it bothers me so much that people sit there and look at like some simple diagrams that some needle company has come up trying to prove their fact like 113 mag is gonna hit like this and like no it fucking doesn't 50 percent of the needles may hit depending on your hand positioning. It's not so simple. It's not so if cut you're and dry. If you're, dude, how often do you take a rounded mag or you get a curved mag and you roll it up on the side to do a bevel shade coming around a line, right? You'll fit your grouping to it. You may do like a snake, right? Where you're going to have a concave snake and you just like take your fucking rounded mag, bury it in the fucking corner along a line and just drag it at like a 45 because you know that you're going to have an even spacing and distribution going around it. You know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't make any sense to me. If I was pushing that in at that angle, all of the needles should be hitting the same way. No, they're fucking different. We call that 
cornering our mag. Oh! <laughs> Dude, that's a trade secret. And if too. you can corner your mag with a round mag, think about how that needle is working. <laughs> Dude, that is a trade secret. Actually, I don't know if I should fucking put this in the show or not. No, I'll put it in. That is, that's like, I, I, I remember I did this, like, uh, this, this snake. Is like wrapping, you know, the the standard small like garter snake goes wraps around the forearm down onto the finger. I did the line work, putting the scales, fifteen minutes, like a three round, just super quick on this younger lady. She's like nineteen, fucking perfect skin. She's like half Asian, you know what I mean? Like just miraculous, right? I go and do the bevel shading, fucking hit that fucking corner of the mag, rup, rup, down one side, up the other, thirty five minutes forearms done she's like jesus christ that looks good well i'm like yeah <laughs> you're using a round mag correctly so like let's say you're using a 15 round mag mm-hmm. if you're using it correctly then only maybe eight of those needles are actually going in at your correct needle depth and the rest are above needle depth yeah they're just causing fucking markings of the skin they're just loosening it up stimulating the fucking immunological response the body's going to have. Right. That's why they were called soft edge mags. Yes. They were fucking shaders. It's a shading needle. You don't do fucking fills with the goddamn round mag. What are you doing if you fill them with the round mag? You're using a goddamn round liner with a buffer on each side. You're going to disagree because I do all my fills with round mags. No, well, you can, but I mean, you (laughs) automatically know, like, you know that 70% of those needles are not actually touching the skin. It's a buffer. If you have a 15 mag, you're using seven. It's a seven round that you're filling in everything with. You know what I mean? No matter how hard you try, however you position, well, maybe a nine at most, right? But I mean, like, however you position that stuff, your hand positioning at the same time, if you were to use a loose seven or a loose nine on a 15, you could achieve the same fucking saturation. You fucking could. Yeah, I just don't like flat mags. No, I know. No <laughs> one likes flat mags. But why don't we like flat mags? What happens? You get a, a wibble wobble because you can never get it perfectly straight parallel with the skin. So you can get a rake. You know, I mean, so uh, the Bob the Burger or Bob the Builder tattoo yeah. that I did uh, on Cassie's thigh, that whole thing was done with seven flat. Oh, it was? So, like, oh, yeah. I, no, I don't think that you don't know how to use it. It's just like, oh, so I was no, taking, no, no. I'm saying uh, when you know how to use it, you can fucking use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, that's that's the real premise of where we're coming oh, from here. Okay. So there's, no, no. there's just a you. lot of shit being thrown out. That's like, you got to use these needles because they work better. They don't work better. No. They work differently. No, that's no, I got you. No, that yes, I probably got ahead of myself on that stuff. Each. It's like having paintbrushes, right? Right. Each one is going to serve a purpose. Filberts, yeah. which are round mags. And then there's flats. Yeah. Fan brushes, your brakes, wedges. You get a whole bunch of other ones that you can get. And each one of them is going to serve a purpose based on the technique that you want to do. Dude, I tried teaching someone this, this beveled halo effect with a flat mag the other week. <clears throat> where you take a flat mag and you hold your machine just steady like you normally would, right? 
when you bury it, you take one corner in and all you do is just spin the machine. You spin it. So you have a solid saturated spot in the side, <clears throat> right in the center. And as it comes out the other sides, it starts to fan out and it gives a fucking, uh, what's that? Uh, I don't know why my brain is fucking broken right now. A concave aspect <laughs> to any of the filling that you're going into where you're going to end up with minimal uh, inlay of pigment on the outest edge and solid saturation on the inside. And then you take a small group or lining, a small group of a liner needle and you just run it right around the edges on that to create like really quick bubbles. You know, it takes like two seconds right. to show someone this stuff. You bury plant, twist, grab liner, polish the side. They're like, fuck me. How'd you do that? I'm like, it's a flat mag. <laughs> I'm like, just think about it. You know, like it's not hard to do something like this. If you're going to do like sculptor edge lines, like soft versus hard. If you're doing realism versus like Neotrad and stuff, or you want like a soft edge versus not, and you're trying to figure out how to like create that really solid saturated color that's going to fade out super simple, fucking grab a flat lay it against it, bury it on that side and create that soft edge naturally off of it. You don't have to fan each fucking section of that stuff coming off because you're always going to end up with inconsistent fucking pigment lines, you know, leaning up. Like, there's just a way, just like grab a large liner, grab a fucking 23 mag flat, lay it in there, push it like a liner, come off, you're already set to fucking build off of it. Just like pick the tools for the job. This is 101. One, one. Well, maybe 201. I don't know. I was going to say, if you tattoo like me and you only have five sizes of needles, <laughs> then you shit out of luck till you know how to tattoo better, I guess. Yeah. No, that works, dude. Most of my stuff has always been trying to figure out the easiest, most efficient way to try and accomplish like any technique, right? <clears throat> so I seen like Nico doing... Uh, hard color blends on on facial stuff right carlton doing those fucking he went from solid black to light gray and some spots and some of his tattoos that was it was phenomenal like it was such a short transition between one section to the other i always found like really amazing right you, you have all of these other things that you see people doing, but it looked inefficient when I was coming up. And I was like, well, how could I do that like them, but not like that? Because that looks clunky. So I literally tried it out. <laughs> For years and years and years, different groupings, different this, different that. I ended up with all these like weird, quirky like things that I could just like bring out. I'm like, I actually don't know how to make this work, but I could just do this. And it makes it look like that happened. I don't know. I'm fucking weird, though. <laughs> I still don't know how to tattoo. <laughs> Can't wait for this contest. Dude, it's going to be so good. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, realistically, it's not necessarily um, like it doesn't boil down to necessarily what tools you're using just your understanding of how what's actually happening in the tool. skin yeah yeah you're just creating you know, a bunch of little and, uh, dots that's it dude it's a bunch of little it's that dots. it's re-examining the idea of needle depth you know like you really don't have to go as deep as what you think you have to no. go. No. Right? And chances are you're probably going a little too deep most of the time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. What's that go towards uh, skin prep, right? Like if you have the proper amount of glide on top of the skin, the skin's at a certain health, right? So you can do the things that you need to do. Your needles are of sufficient quality and it's running at a specific speed that matches your hand speed. Or your, like whatever your fashion, you're running any of your shit. It shouldn't be difficult to get your stuff in the skin. Right. It, it, it should pretty really much shouldn't. just happen on accident. Yeah. Maybe that's something that happens the more experience that you get. I I, <clears throat> I was doing a tattoo yesterday. I, I put it up on social media of that that jellyfish octopus thing, right? I used one needle grouping for the entire fucking thing. I just used a, a fucking regular three round. We have like four different variations of thickness in the lines that are in there. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Super simple drawing. It was big for that nice young lady's arm. But all I did was just adjust the depth of the fucking needle inside the skin to try and create variations inside the line weight. And like it's not, it's not hard. <laughs> right. I'll adjust my stretch to match with the depth. Those things are synonymous, right? The more you have to stretch, the less you have to go in. The less you stretch, the deeper you have to go in. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that people come up with now is they don't actually know how to stretch the fucking skin, dude. Well, uh, I showed Brooke this because we got on this topic way back when she first showed up at the shop. And uh, if you if you just grab your uh, needle cartridge, right, put it in your machine, run your needle, and tattoo the tip of a red Sharpie. Yeah. Right? Oh. The needle will only go in as far as the bevel of that needle allows it to go. That's a really good fucking practice. It will practice, show dude. you the exact depth <clears throat> that that needle is allowed to go. That's a really good fucking practice, dude. I like that a lot, actually. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a perfect observation of where the bevel is going to stop and start chewing up skin. Yeah. Right, so it shows you exactly how deep that needle can actually go, and it's shockingly shallow. Shockingly, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, when these people are like trying to hang their needle out really far and get their lines, right? Like, the amount of needle that's actually supposed to be going into the skin is not a lot. No, you know, no. But if you tattoo the tip of your sharpie, and you can physically see that, right? Like, it'll show you right there on your needles how far those things can actually Dude. go in. That's fucking really smart. I never even thought about using that as an illustration. That's that's really awesome. Because it's pulling out, you can just like immediately depress the plunger and look. Like, hey, look, this is as far right. as this is going in. That's that's really awesome, dude. That's really awesome. All right, for anyone who's listening, go try that. See how wrong you're doing it. Ha <laughs> ha! You fucking idiots. <laughs> fucking smart okay so i know we i I keep pulling us sideways on this shit give me a second here i have no idea what's just happening oh She's 
Motherfucker, shit. I was going <laughs> to drop the end bomb, but that's not proper. I wasn't actually. Yeah, that probably wouldn't have worked out too well. I, I thought that was actually just funny saying it, but that's inappropriate now as well. Um, My kids are super excited to eat pancakes tonight. Yeah. Nice. Anyways. I was just thinking about it because I have clay and a toothpick in front of me. And I was like, a toothpick is actually a really great representation of a single <laughs> tattoo needle. Dude, and, it is. Uh, when I push it into the clay, once it gets to the end of the bevel of the toothpick, it then becomes really hard to push through the clay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because it it's riding the bevel and then creates a vacuum the moment it gets to the moment where the toothpick levels out yeah so it closes itself around it yeah and makes it really hard to push through and the same thing's going to happen if you're trying to tattoo too deep Mm -hmm. the extra resistance extra fighting all those needles are pushed together on their bevel so all that skin's going to get stuck between them so much stupid shit that should just be avoided yeah yeah dude that people literally just don't think about it because they don't have the right visual uh representation of yeah. what's supposed to be happening no dude totally actually i i really like it. maybe i should use that with one of the videos that i'm gonna try to make in the future because like i think that that's a really important thing to actually think about it's like <clears throat> surface area right surface area of the fucking spot that you're going into increasing exponentially as something is moving into something microscopically is going to create increased drag it's going to create increased resistance. It's going to create a bunch of increases, right? When it gets to a certain point, literally that needle, and this is why coil machines are so fucking forgiving, right? It'll push in and it'll give it a fucking ounce of cushion. Like you're pushing your fist into a pillow. Right. And it will fucking give up. A fucking rotary doesn't do that. It shoves right through. This is coming in dry. It's coming in fast. And it's coming in hard. All it's going to do is just tear that shit up. The rotary is entirely unforgiving, especially if you're using like a direct drive with zero give. Right? Oh, dude. It doesn't give a shit. It doesn't care about your feelings. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Alfredo's little fucking, you know, what was the one? What was this company called? I forget. It was just like something. Northwest Pigments? North or, bigger, but he had the irons, something irons. Yeah. I don't remember the name of his machine thing. I was just yeah. talking to him like two days ago. Yeah, but his was all direct drive. And I mean, the machines weighed like fucking two fucking ounces or something. Like they were just stupid. It was just a motor and a housing with a chuck. That was it, right? But that shit, as it came around, 
there was no forgiveness as it went with the skin. It was just fucking it right. was abusive, right? If you didn't know what you were doing or how to time your speed on that machine, you could. I know a guy who's relatively famous who bought one from Alfredo. <clears throat> and he fucked skin up. Dude, I got to show you probably pictures after this. But dude, like, it was... Dude, it was bad. It was so bad. He would go in and do that that uh, dot shading by just like whipping out from a line, running like four or five fucking volts, like super slow stitch rate. And he just fucking rake it through the skin, bury it two and a half, three mil throw in the skin and fucking rake it and flip it out. Oh my God. People would heal out so rough. So rough. You could see scabs on each one of those dot marks all the way through that shit. Nice. I'm like, dude, like, what do you, like, you shouldn't be doing that. And he's like, that's how you do dot shading. I'm like, no. <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> right. That's a way for sure. I will air quote around that a way, right? Like, <clears throat> have you ever tried using the coil and trying to do the same shit? He's like, no. Set a long throw coil, do the same thing and see what the fuck happens. See if it comes back as fucking janky as you got it, right? Because his stuff like a year out, when he would do that dot shading, you would see the the blowout at the at the topical layer of the skin moving way forward off of each one of those. So he had his machine like tipped way back, right? Like it was like a 45 or less degree angle, and he'd shove it forward and fucking move up. So he's creating all that additional trauma through the skin, moving it fast. The needles just fucking stitch and smash into the fucking skin to lift out. And it would end up looking like this solid fucking black mess. Like a year, year and a half down the fucking road. And it was all textured. Like if you touch the tattoo, it was like Braille. You touch it, you feel it. And dude, this guy's nice. super fucking famous. <laughs> he was on the TV show that we fucking dislike, but they sponsored us, <clears throat> which we haven't gotten paid for yet. So fuck them. Um, and he, he like, he would do this stuff. And I'd be like, dude, like, I, like, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's not good for people's skin. So for three years, he did it. And then he started having pieces come back. Well, they would come back. Oh, man, they were bad. They're bad. Real bad. Well, you can see that shit on Instagram constantly. Mm. Just people with insanely huge needle throws coming out of the, like they're cartridge needles, man. Why you? Well, it doesn't even make sense. You, you have so much play when you have that much throw oh, in your needle. Dude. Like, Jesus Christ. How can so you even you have get these that people? Part? Oh my gosh. These insane needle throws and they're just buried in there and flicking out real fast. It's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) You just lobotomized your client from their wrist. (laughs) I have 115 mag. I'm running it at four and a half volts and I'm just giving her. And then what do they do afterwards? They take the fucking ink, they dip it on the skin, and they rub it in. The way of the future. Tattoo with magic. Dude. 
I think I'm getting. We gotta light some sage and like. uh, (laughs) We gotta smudge this shit. (laughs) Do a hula hoop dance in the middle of it. Oh God! All right, it'll work out. It it'll be fine. No, so my my whole forearm was nothing but single needle shading, and still has some of the smoothest fucking shading. I don't. Any of the tattoos on my body. I think there's been a great disconnect, dude, between the generation early aughts, right, and 2010. I think that there was a spot in time where so many people started to tattoo because they seen a TV show. It's like contractors who watch Mike Holmes, you know, Holmes on Holmes. And they thought they could do it, and they didn't understand why they were doing it. And they started to train this next generation, you know? So this next generation comes up, and they think they understand everything because the person who trained them said, this is why you do this. But it's never been right. And it fucking worries me, dude. Because... I was actually laughing earlier, uh... Yeah. There's a, a guy tattooing in town or like two towns away from me. And uh he's charging two hundred dollars an hour what? in Arkansas, which <laughs> is just insanely priced. Um but I give it three months and Brooke will be able to out tattoo this guy. Oh my god. But he's got like twenty five thousand followers or something and like all this shit and is some of the roughest fucking shit that you could just look at. It's it's just staggering. It's mind blowing, right? But like people are going to this, you know, like people are paying for lack of knowledge, essentially. You know, so people don't give a shit now about application. They don't give a shit about technique. They give a shit about this looks cool for a day while I post it on Instagram. And like, yeah, two years down the road, when that person comes back and tells me they hate me and they hate the work, I'll deal with that bridge when I get to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually pretty heavy, dude. <clears throat> if I had somebody come back to me two years after I did, did a tattoo... I'm so drunk. And they had complained about my technique. I would have an issue with it. But I wonder if modern tattooists see the finished result by that picture that they've taken to put up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Oh my God, I'm so drunk. I'll cut out each one of those fucking breaks I have with this stuff. But they see that stuff and they go, well, I seen it as X. Therefore, your interpretation of what stuff is now is not valuable. It's nullified. We're getting into a weird area. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. So well, I'm thinking about like these fucking traveling tattooers, right? So you have somebody from X country who comes to town who has all of these pictures of a fresh tattoo. 
shown as being so amazing, so vivid, so realistic, so textured, so this, that. But when you look at the same tattoo three months out, it doesn't match up to that realism that they were able to achieve. If I was a client confronted with that, I would, I would hazard a question as to like, why doesn't it look like this? You know why? Because I spent like 1200 bucks on this fucking two by three inch fucking leaf that you put on my arm. Why doesn't it look like that? Why doesn't it still feel the same way it did when I started? If I was confronting you after the fact, I did this with this artist, X artist. I refuse to say any names there, which is pretty cool. And I came up to you and said, like, hey, like, why didn't this work? Why isn't it fucking okay? Why does this tattoo look like shit? You would say. Oh, I didn't know if you were actually asking me a question or just thinking out loud. (laughs) (laughs) No exposition. No, like literally, like I had this shit happen. Why the fuck isn't it okay? And hash forward slash. Can you fix it? What the fuck happened? Why is this not all right? Why did I spend 1200 bucks on this fucking garbage tattoo? It doesn't look good. It's not clean. The the lines aren't fully saturated. There's no color in half of it. This person is supposed to be the best that there is, given their follower count online. The fuck can you do? Why, Dr. Brian? (laughs) I'm still so confused. All right, that's the show. Oh, my gosh. This is our generic outro track. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Remember, please go give us a like, subscribe, review on any of the podcast players or platforms that you enjoy listening to us on. And uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again next week.